0: All right. This is the A. I'm Reg Clay. And G. <laughs> this is the A. Happy post-post uh, um, Halloween. Hey. This is the A. Where we talk about life in the theater and the theater of life. <laughs> we have a fantastic guest, Lindsay Marie Schmelzer. How are you, Lindsay?
1: I'm doing well, thank you.
0: Lind- you got all
2: that out. That was
1: good.
0: Yeah, yeah, Lindsay. You are a uh, you're an actress you you are a, a musical director mm-hmm. and norman believe it or singer. not she, singer yes and she, you are the first guest that we've had where you have both been on stage with norman and with me hey, hey. So
2: did you believe that <laughs> <laughs> oh that's right I was going to say craig but no we we passed yeah craig on <laughs> uh dickerson yeah craig dickerson's on stage with you yes that's how i know him okay <laughs>
0: so then maybe craig that was, was sang- before eastenders so oh oh yeah 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 but i'm trying to see no, I've never been on stage with Craig Dickerson. Oh, you haven't? No. Oh, this. We did Fear and Misery in the Third Reich, but he was in a scene, and then I was in a completely different scene. They were completely okay. different one act plays. But in any case, no. So mm. that's a connection that that we have with Lindsay. And the minute I saw, I was like, "Wow, Lindsay's in the play with you." I was like, "Oh, we got to get her on." I uh, know so. that was great.
3: Yeah. I was happy you said it.
0: No, that is fantastic. How are you doing this wonderful uh, Saturday morning?
1: I'm doing good. We're just Norman and I are just about to go into tech. In a in few like hours literally <laughs> Right after we walk <laughs> yeah. out of here
0: Lord have mercy so, uh, Yeah you oh. were telling me That this thing is Midsummer um, It's going really really quickly The process
2: Yes
1: Yeah what do you think It's like two and a half weeks Total Basically
2: um, I, There was a week And then we had a week off And then we had This week This last week And, and, now and bam Tech Or I guess we had last week And this week mm-hmm. And bam
0: Yeah One quick qu- Well you know, I'll, I'll get to that later Usually as I ask you every week How was your week
2: Busy two, two weeks,
0: but yeah, has it, no, didn't we last week? I thought we, um, because you had we had someone scheduled, but I think we skipped a week. I think, I think we that skipped was the week. week
2: before. I think, I think oh, I you know what? No, 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 <sighs> Th- oh, that's
0: right. We did skip the week before. Okay, how's the week? <laughs>
2: um, well, busy and running all over, and my agent should be happy because I finally have new headshots and then. S- Somehow, I'm not going to say somebody, but somehow my window, my car window, got smashed. Oh, good. <laughs>
0: Welcome to Oakland, right?
2: Yeah. So that sort of took up my day yesterday. And the funny thing is, I got home from go doing this photo shoot. So I had to go all the way down to San Jose do this photo shoot. I'm driving back. I'm tired. I'd been up since before six. I get in traffic. I pull off. I sleep. <laughs> in a parking lot, mm-hmm. and then I get back, I finally get home after 7. I'm
0: eating cantaloupe, folks, so if you hear munching, <laughs> that's what's happening. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead.
2: But um, I get home, and I'm just exhausted, so I kind of roll into the house. I don't grab anything. I had taken a laptop with me, left that in the car, left my bag in the car. Mm. Mara and I start to go to bed, and she starts to ask me about the photos, and I'm like, they're, they're photos. It's, it's a visual. I I can tell you what the experience was. That doesn't really tell you anything because I was happy with what he did. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, well, I want to see him. I said, well, I can go get it. No, 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 you don't have to get up. And let me just go get it. So I run out to the car and I get my stuff.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Thankfully. Oh, okay. you got it before they yes, broke in. Yes, before anybody broke in. Oh, so you they, there was nothing. There was no sign that they even went into the car. They didn't open the door. Yeah. There's, I, You know, I have no idea.
0: My goodness. Well, but I tell yeah, you. that was it having worked at the DA's office for such a long time we're getting a lot of ID theft cases and unfortunately it's the season because it's Christmas season right. so this is when it happens
2: even more than ever yeah. make sure there's and nothing what adjustable. happens is
0: you get junkies who break in they not only steal things they can sell but they also steal your ID you know right. they can steal um like um An envelope. Uh, envelope or you know yeah uh, letters envelopes mm-hmm. uh, that sort of stuff then they can go online at a Starbucks or whatever and just say, I'm Lindsay Smelcher.
1: Right, yeah. And,
0: and boom. And all of a sudden you look at your bank statement and you know, you've got money missing.
1: Yeah. Oh. And I like don't check my bank statement enough to – I it would probably take me a minute to notice that right. <laughs> other people were doing things.
0: <laughs> right. Well, luckily I've, I've got – so I've got the Apple card and one of the cool things about the Apple card is that – Anything that happens, it hits, and I see it on my, um, right. Oh, my up. yeah, I get a push notification, so.
2: I'm trying to get my credit union to just, uh, they're, you know, there's all kinds of things they offer, but not everything is free. Mm-hmm. Um, but what is free is an alert. You can set a level. So I'm like, just make sure there's $100 in my account, because mm-hmm. last month I had a huge issue where I put a bunch of checks in. They held a couple of checks Mm. So, I went out that weekend, spent money, and suddenly mm-hmm. m- I couldn't get gas. Like Monday, I went to get gas, couldn't get gas. They're like, You're, you're, you don't yeah. have insufficient funds. And I'm like, What are you talking about? Oh, no. Oh. And I had to go back and fight <coughs> with them. So I just reset that. I'm still waiting for it to kick in, but yeah. I guess I have to get broke. I, I'm not there You know, there that's, yet.
0: that's one <laughs> question I wanted to ask you, Norman, being a person who, you know, like I have a day job, and so I never worry about if my check is going to bounce because mm-hmm. it's a direct deposit. Boom, it's there. Right. Good old city and county. Right. <laughs> but, um,. As I mean, do you? How do you have to fight to let's say because you know you work with different people
2: all the time, yeah. and
0: uh, you, you don't know if the check. You know, you think there's one job that I had. I was uh, doing stage managing, mm-hmm. and the director was like, "I'm giving you a check, but don't cash it for until like a week."
2: I didn't think we told you that, but it's been it's been a while. It's been years since anybody said that to me. Okay, okay. So yeah. you haven't
0: had to fight that. Do you have you gone through that, Lindsay? Um,
1: actually, uh, in Dallas, when I was in Dallas for music directing, uh-huh. it was like. On my first gigs, I, I did a bunch for the same company, and it was always fine. And then yeah. all of a sudden, I think it was Hairspray, just never got paid. And had what? to, like, go back in and be like, uh. Yeah. And it was just that the company was struggling. And, yeah, so then it was a bunch of checks. But, again, don't. <laughs> just wait a minute to cash them. Right. Did,
0: did you eventually get paid?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It took uh, months. And it, the thing was, my whole band didn't get paid. And oh so then God. they're coming to me because mm-hmm. I'm the ones that hire them, right? Yeah. And it's th- and that's what I felt most bad about that wow. I had taken, you right. know, these guys' time and all their effort and talent, yeah, and promised them, yeah, you know, money and. Mm-hmm. Didn't happen. So yeah,
0: I'm so glad that we have you on because you know you're going to give your perspective as an actress, but also as sort of a band leader and sort of a uh, musical director. We had Mariana Wolf.
3: Oh yeah. Who
0: uh, do you know who Mariana yeah. Wolf is? Oh yeah, yeah. So she's worked at the DMT. Oh, Small World. Mm-hmm. And so she talked about you know her forays as you know working with musicians as opposed to working with actors and that different perspective. So we'll get that perspective from you. Um, mm-hmm. Did you finish? How, how's the family? How's Dexter? Oh.
2: Hardly – oh, gosh. He got his uh, senior picture. So they Uh had a day for senior pictures. Yeah. And he decided that wasn't the day. His hair wasn't the way he wanted it. Oh, okay. Um, He didn't say anything, but you could see he was a little puffy and pimply. Okay. He wasn't feeling it. Teenager, yeah. So he just came home that day saying he hadn't done it. He refused to do it. And, Mm -hmm. of course, that makes a little panic attack. Um, But there was a makeup day, and he got his stuff together and was ready, and they went, and Mara – got to go in mm-hmm. and sit while they took the pictures. Yeah. And she took pictures. Okay. Um so that was all very happy. Yeah. Um, and I realized for him it's fairly meaningless for him, but you know those pictures are going to live with you for the rest of your oh, life. Absolutely. And I like like I like my picture it's about as n- d- neutral and, you know, of the era and yeah. <laughs> uninteresting <laughs> as can be. <laughs> But that's that day, that time, yeah. That, that and it represents it, and there it is, yeah. Because it's nice. Where my stepson <laughs> is just finishing up his senior year, so right. he's about to go off to college. Yeah, right. got to get through one more semester, please. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, but yeah, he's you know he's finishing, and so for him, and like like he didn't come home last night. I'm, I'm going to stay at a friend's again. house again. I'm gonna s- yeah, I know. It's becoming a weekend <laughs> thing. I'm going to okay. stay at a friend's house. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and then Saturday, he's actually going to Monterey. Oh, okay. To another thing. Okay. So she said, well, give me addresses. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't ask if he can go. He told her. and Oh. and I was like, well, that's the relationship. And so I just sort of, the last time this sort of, sort of thing came up, I said, well, as a parent, you have every right to know where your child is and who they're with. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, he, she had to kind of have that conversation, and he couldn't really refute that. So <laughs> he always rolls his eyes and acts like it's the biggest imposition, but mm. he gives her the information. But, yeah, he'll be gone. And I do remember those errors. I did the same thing for my senior picture. My senior picture was crap. The lighting was crap. They don't know how to light black people. <laughs> no, it just yeah, had these yeah, weird yeah. light splotches. And, yes, my it was pimply. And, no, mm-hmm. my afro was not fine. Yeah. But when I went for the makeups, my afro was perfect, and they had figured out how to light (laughs) me, and it it came out fine. 1977,
0: right? Yeah. Yeah, because there's a 10-year difference. Yeah. It's funny. My mother has uh, what I call the Dorian Gray picture of me. It was actually senior prom with mm-hmm. me and the mm-hmm. girlfriend that I had, my first girlfriend I ever had. Mm-hmm. And she just holds that picture as if it's dear life. And i right. you know, like, <coughs> this will be, you know, me forever. I'm like, well, okay, that was a long time ago. That's right. whatever.
2: That guy, <laughs> yeah, not me. But, yeah, so <laughs> yeah. as I watch him go through these things, there's the panic any adult has. You did what? You're not going to do what? And then there's the, oh, wait, yeah, I, I did that. Okay, never mind. Mm-hmm. Let's figure out how we can deal with it. So right, yeah, right, no, exactly. It's, you know, it's fine. It's just – it's just been busy with the show, and mm. oh, and I've been doing standardized patient. Oh, okay. So I'm not supposed to say anything. It's all confidential. I'm not supposed to say anything about the specifics, but I'm an old man uh-huh. who um, is tired.
0: Oh, these are for uh, student doctors. They're student doctors, yes. second-year
2: doctors, and it was funny because I think they were all second years, but the first day of it, they were pretty on point. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, they miss a few things, and they're a little nervous, and that's all fine. My second day, boy, they really just weren't sure what they were supposed to be doing. And things got out of sequence. Mm. And, you know, there were a couple of them where things got out of sequence, but they still managed to get everything in. And I was like, that works. Okay. But they were sticking things in my ears and literally (laughs) up my nose. And I'm like, this has nothing to do with my condition. I'm glad you learned how to do this. You don't need to do it to everybody. Is this the
0: future of the healthcare industry? Ugh.
2: Well, I'm <laughs> glad that they're more... Better <laughs> get it, to it out, out now.
0: Then, l- then we're the real patient. Yeah. And
2: the weirdest thing about it is being an actor. So I'm playing a tired character. And specifically they said, make sure that three times during the interview you rub your eyes and yawn. Hmm. So everybody does it as soon... And my first, first day I was just monitoring. I mm-hmm. was just sitting in a monitoring room and watching how people do. Mm-hmm. And y- uh, th- the f- easiest thing to do is... The first – as soon as they walk in the door, you just start in. Mm -hmm. But depending on the conversation, you get lost, and you forget to do it. I did a couple of times, and then I started remembering, okay, just get yawns in. Mm -hmm. The poor last two that I had, I just sat there. Because at that point, you start yawning. Sure. And (laughs) it it becomes real. Yeah, 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 of course it does, yeah. And instead of doing the natural social thing of trying to suppress it, I'm like, oh, no, 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 let that come. (sighs) <sighs>
3: yeah. Yeah.
2: So by the end of that day, and that was the day I went for the photo shoot, yeah. so I was just so wiped by the yeah. end of that day because I'd been yawning all morning.
0: <laughs> I imagine they're trying to simulate a symptom that the doctor should pick up on. Mm-hmm. Whether they do or not, who knows?
2: A little bit, but more More. the fact is if I ask you how you're doing, you're going to say, oh, I'm okay.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, I thought you said you hurt your knee. Oh, yeah, my knee. I did hurt my <laughs> knee. You know, we just don't sure, think. Sure, So their thing is to find ways to get you to open up and yeah. tell them what's going on with you to the best of your ability. You sure. You also we're not doctors. Yeah. Uh, and so that's the other thing is we have all the information about our,
3: our mm-hmm. patient,
2: the patient mm-hmm. we're playing. Yeah. But we have to also kind of put that away. Mm-hmm. So most of the answers are, like, anything running your family? No. Were well, there any conditions? Oh, yeah, condition. Yeah, no, my sister died of mm-hmm. leukemia. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Lindsay, you're in good health, right?
3: Uh, yes. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> We're talking about health care and all that <laughs> stuff. Well, that's that's awesome. Um, well, let's get into uh, some yeah, current yeah. events. So the impeachment, so uh, I think yesterday was a landmark um, I think it was yesterday before the vote, where yeah, yeah, the vote. So now these impeachment hearings, these private hearings that's been behind closed doors are now will be to the public. So it's now stage two. Uh, I'm a little amazed that Pelosi got through the you know the House vote. Mm-hmm. On stepping up the impeachment thing, oh, so
2: I d- you knew once she said she was going to do it, you mm-hmm. had to know she was that it was she had the votes. Yeah, mm. she wouldn't have announced it if she didn't think she had the votes.
0: Yeah, so it'll be interesting. I mean, now we're getting into Watergate territory, where now right. we're seeing things live. So, uh, Liz- I think
2: she was hoping, yeah, to guilt some Republicans into having to vote yes. <coughs> but no, that didn't happen.
0: Mm. Yeah, w- and yeah, that'll be a. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm wanting. I'm hoping to get that one um, witness who will give a statement or whatever or some facts mm-hmm. that will be the nail that you can hang your hat on. So that'll be that'll be interesting. Lindsay, do you have any thoughts about the election, about Trump, about any hopes of 2020?
1: Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> cool. We got some Okay, cool, 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 good. Um, I mean, I obviously am hoping that he gets impeached. Uh, I'm hoping for candidates uh, in the upcoming elections that Will be able to stand a chance mm-hmm. of of, um, of uh, becoming the next president. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm in a tough spot uh, family-wise because my family is all uh, Republican. Wow, so that's interesting. Yeah, yeah they are. F- they're from California, but they're from Northern California. Mm-hmm. Um, so
2: you mean more northern? More
1: northern. <laughs> yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, they they didn't necessarily vote for Trump, but like that is a huge point of of, yeah. co- of contention in our uh, in our household
0: does that mean that you don't talk politics
1: for the most part okay I mean there are certain things that we will both go hard on um, but for the most part we like keep very neutral interesting <laughs> It's always
0: fascinating to speak California California not only gave us Kamala Harris and Gavin Newsom and um uh, Moonbeam, uh, Jerry Brown, Jerry Brown yeah. <laughs> Moonbeam. <laughs> and, and, and Edmund G. Brown, who was his right, father, right. but it also gave us Reagan, mm-hmm. Nixon, and uh, yep. Daryl Issa, who you know orchestrated the uh, the California. I was watching Terminator, um, Terminator Dark Fate, the new one, yeah, the new oh, one. okay. And Schwarzenegger, and you know, it gave us Schwarzenegger. You know, so right. as as liberal and as blue as California is, there are patches that are very red.
1: Yes, and that's where I grew up. Is is mm. very much that. So it wasn't until like college and then mm-hmm. moving to the Bay Area that it was like, oh, there's lots of other opinions that you could mm. you could learn lots of more things. Yeah,
0: and like I said, I don't think there's anything wrong with Republicans, no. but Trump is has gone so well, so he's far so right
2: beyond p- Republican. He's yeah,
1: not like right. Well, I and mean, if my family's saying like, oh, that's that's too much, yeah. then, like <laughs> obviously <laughs> is that, uh, now is that what they're saying? <laughs> yeah. Okay. There you go. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Because, like you know, like guys like Mitt Romney. I mean, Mitt Mitt Romney's father was George Romney, who headed up, excuse me, HUD, Housing and Urban Development, who really believed that you know there should be affordable housing for um, people, you know, um, who who don't have that, who don't have as much money. And that was under the Nixon administration. Nixon fired him as a result of it. Mm. So there are good Republicans out there. Eisenhower Mm -hmm. was a fantastic Republican. Um, So. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what's going on.
2: Well, it'll be – it's weird Mm because with that, um, I posted something about the insanity of the way this – the response Mm -hmm. to um, the impeachment stuff has been. Yeah. And a high school alum jumped on and just – serious attack. Mm. I'm like, dude. In fact, I woke up this morning thinking about it, going, okay, I have to respond to this. I already responded Mm -hmm. in just a very general way, neutral way, but – If he says anything else and he comes at me in that same way, I'm going to say, you know, it's interesting. You're attacking me. You're belittling me. You're insulting me. If you disagree with me and you want to have a discussion about that, I invite that. I would love that. But I've not seen you hardly in 40 years, and this is the way you want to do this? Wow, dude! I don't know what's going on with you, but I know one thing: it's ve- got very little to do with me, mm-hmm. and and I'm, I'm gonna block him.
0: You know, it's uh, you know I quote Dr. King all the time, and he, Dr. King would always say we can disagree without being disagreeable, mm-hmm. and I, I totally agree with that. And it's amazing how you know we can't have a civil. There are people who you can't have a civil discussion with because going right. against them means. I don't know, going Everything. against it. It's like it's you're spitting on them. Well, they,
2: right. Right. They, right. And that's how they respond. And right. I'm like, whoa, was there anything in what I – even if you totally disagree with what I posted, was it offensive?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, you can disagree with the substance of it, but did it come at you in a way that made you get nasty and evil?
0: Yeah. Oh. Here's a question I have posted for both of you. This gets into current events. So I've been checking out – there's a um, a – psychologist who wrote a book on narcissism, Doctor Romani, I think Juceval I'm sure I'm screwing mm-hmm. up her last name. And she has a theory that there is a streak of narcissism going through our society, mm-hmm. not just psychologically, sociologically. Yeah. Even the Trump administration yeah. mm-hmm. where there's so many people like me, 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 focus on me, right. And just so driven on just focus on me and these toxic relationships and these toxic um, even among bosses and among whatever. Do you feel that within? I don't know, just among your peers or whatever.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Just a streak of, um, I don't know, like forget about everything, focus on me. And we see, I, I'm sure we see it in politics all the time.
2: Sure. Well, so also if we're dealing with theater people, it's a, you know, it's sort of the job. <laughs>
1: that's that's very true. I mean, even I'm going to to Midsummer last mm-hmm. night, getting notes, uh, like I realize the notes are not a personal attack on <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> on me as an actor, but. I – that it is really hard to be like, but didn't you see what I was doing during this <laughs> part? Because, like, right. I don't feel good about this part, and no mm-hmm. one no one gave me any notes about it. And it's like, right. y- well, maybe you weren't the most important person uh, on the stage uh, at the time. Yeah, well, know? I've
0: gone through that. As a matter of fact, I went through that with Dawn. I think I may have even mentioned that to Dawn. I think it was during uh, Civil War mm-hmm. where she was giving me notes on oh, right. um, Bronson. And I was like, well, wait a minute, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying to work this thing through. And I realized, I I, let me not even have a discussion. Let me just work on it. Let me just accept the note or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's funny you mention narcissism among actors because I thought it would be the opposite, where there's such a warm and giving and wonderful environment. <coughs> of course, there are toxic there's environments within the theater community. There's again. a lot
2: of th- I mean, our, our cast is wonderfully giving. Mm-hmm. Um I love seeing people's bold choices, and and the nature of our program has been, our rehearsal period has been so, you know, truncated Mm -hmm. that we, you kind of have to come in going, well, let me try this. (laughs) You know, let me draw the note. (laughs) Yeah. And even with that, which seems very me-centered... Um, there's a whole bunch of giving and adjusting that has been glorious. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm not in your way. Or if I'm in your way, in character, you're dealing with it. That's going to give us this nice little moment. And we've got all kinds of little moments like that stitched throughout the piece.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You
2: um. know, it's been, it's, yeah. So I think you see both with actors. I was just saying an actor's job really is to think about how do I look today? And. You know, where do I present myself? Mm-hmm. I can't go anywhere, and I love it when people want to take pictures. I'm like, the light is that way. <laughs> <laughs> so you should stand over there. That's right. You focus on your image because mm-hmm. if
0: you have a picture out there, like there have been people who have posted pictures of me mm-hmm. without me getting my permission. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. You know, there was one – I did one show where I had to wear a dress, uh-huh. and I was a little embarrassed. and uh-huh. I don't think it will see a theater rhinoceros. And, mm-hmm. and, so, and, you know, like my parents saw it's it like, hey, what's going on here? I'm like, no, no, no. This is just well, a show that, that, that I'm doing, great. you know. Yeah. But, yeah, the ima- focusing on your image because it's yeah. not just you. You know, you are your business as an actor.
2: Well, not just that, but I, to me, and I, d- learn, I do this a lot when I'm teaching, because mm-hmm. um, the place I've focused in my teaching, it's funny, you always ask about people's training and stuff, mm-hmm. but um, as much as I've had all the training or all kinds of training, uh, the stuff that I find most important, once you get past the basics, you know, mm-hmm. objective and beats, Once you get past that, understanding what the structure of a piece is, Mm -hmm. it becomes much more about how you can bring this character to life. So a big thing I focus on is how can you just make this real? How can this be a real moment for you? Mm -hmm. Like if you're supposed to drink, you know, Mm -hmm. I say as I grab my cup. Mm -hmm. If you're supposed to drink, take the time to drink. Mm -hmm. And you're going to have to figure out the timing on that because if you're in a conversation or have a line, Mm -hmm. then you better do it in such a way so that it doesn't like – like the flower last night. <laughs> we have a bit with a flower. I won't say much about it, but we have a bit with a flower. It was the first time it was done. Flower is a lot more to a flower than you think there is. Mm. And suddenly, suddenly the scene just had to stop. Oh, did yeah. it. Okay. Yeah, there was like yeah, we had to stop and go, oh, okay. So, and we learned a lot about what uh-huh. will work and won't work. And so I find that's fascinating for young actors or any actors. Um the more you can find those real moments, then you're not acting. Mm-hmm. Then you're having a real moment and a life in the character, and then you're just stringing it into that storyline.
1: Right. That That is so true. And it's funny that things that we're asked to do on stage that we do hundreds of times mm-hmm. <laughs> in the course of a day, like, mm-hmm. all of a sudden become so hard mm-hmm. to do. Like, um, my characters in Midsummer are falling asleep a lot. And granted, they get, like, right. magic to sleep, right? So it's, mm-hmm. it is magic. But um, the, the, the idea of, like, yawning. And mm-hmm. then I was like, um, okay. And then I, I felt so awkward, like, laying down. And I was like, why am I, like, it's just laying down.
0: Yeah. Just lay right. down
1: like a normal person. Right. But I'm trying to, like, get there fast, and it's like, mm-hmm. no wonder that looks weird. Like, because that's not yeah. real.
0: Because you're instinctively thinking about it. You're just saying yeah. in the back of your mind, okay, the director told me that i got to lay down <laughs> yeah, at yeah. this part. So, <laughs> I
1: so I all d-
2: this brings <laughs> this hyper-awareness <laughs> yeah. to your world. You walk away from rehearsal thinking a lot of these thoughts. Mm-hmm. Or you see yeah. you see the weirdest scene somewhere, and there's that actor part of you that goes, oh, I'm going to keep that. Well, we have one in the, mo- in the scene where she says, I'm invisible. There's just this moment of going... Wait a minute. Why am I trying to do something else? I can just be who mm-hmm. I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to bring little moments like that to the stage are gorgeous, but that means we're always paying attention to it. So we're very hyper-aware.
0: Awesome. No, that, that's how it should be. That's definitely well, how it but should uh, be. But
2: in terms of narcissism. As far right, as na- right. Of course, you focus on – but, yeah, I wouldn't even say that's narcissism. I
0: mean, focusing on yourself. Like when I look in the mirror and saying, okay, am I put together? Did I comb my hair? Oh yeah, how's baby, my teeth doing? You look good, you look yeah, well, good. thank you so much. <laughs> but, yeah, that's, I think that's a little different than everyone is stop what you're doing and focus on me right here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Oh right, we were talking about the president, weren't we? Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I wa- I think the uh, the uh, Dr. Romani was talking about the millennials mm-hmm. and like, oh my God, my I I'd only have I only have a half a million likes. Uh, you, you, know. you mentioned this last
2: <laughs> week too, and I'm. I see what you're saying, and the technology has definitely invited it. I don't know that there's anything that isn't kind of wired into human consciousness. Mm-hmm. That you know, that wasn't yeah. already there. I think. What
0: yeah, I think as children we are carnal. I think that the internet sort of embellishes it, especially if you've been born uh, into this. I hadn't
2: thought of it
1: that way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, listen, do you feel that way? I mean, uh, I think, are you? Do you consider yourself Generation X or Y or Millennial?
1: I, I think I'm right on the cusp. I'm like. Almost too old to be a millennial. Okay, but I'm like do right you rem- there. Do
0: you remember a day where there was no internet?
1: <laughs> yes, but I don't know if it's because I grew up in the country. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I don't know if it's because there was internet and I just didn't know about it. Okay, or, yeah. Uh, but um, but yeah, I I don't I don't do social media super well. Mm-hmm. But I have um, three younger siblings, and and they do. And I also have friends that will like post things and about like the likes and stuff. They'll delete something if it didn't. Mm-hmm. go well. Right. I, it didn't get enough likes. It didn't oh, get enough. interesting. And it's like, well, I'm confused. That that confuses me. Yeah. Like, you liked it enough to put it on. <coughs> right. And then just leave it there. Yeah. I don't
0: know. Like, I had a friend of mine who was a millennial, and I had, um, I didn't respond. I think she had like, CC'd me on a Facebook post, and I didn't respond, because I was like, well, I'm busy, I'm doing work, and I'm doing other things. Right. And she got really upset. She was like, I posted something, you know, why didn't you like it? And I'm like, I do like it. No, you you gotta hit the thing, the like button.
2: <laughs> I have a friend who I keep hoping would yeah. just be offended that I don't, because she just posts too much every day. Yeah. Like Please notice that I'm not responding. Yeah.
0: Here's something else on the news. So, in the Washington Post, uh, they posted uh, a couple of days ago. Aristotle Theresa has filed a lawsuit against the city of Washington D.C. for gentrification, forced gentrification. Wow. And it's very interesting. If he oh. wins, if he wins this lawsuit, he's mm-hmm. basically saying the city of Washington D.C. <laughs> has accepted these, you know, realtors or these renters agreements right. or whatever that allows blacks to be pushed out right. of the city. And um, he wants reparations and damages. And if he wins as a class action lawsuit,
2: wow. it could set a precedent right. for other cities. Holy wow! Mm-hmm. So no, I hadn't heard about that one. Yeah, no. I, I would
0: look so, that up. So I'll, I'll put a link to that. And we talked about uh, the woman in India who had given birth. I think she was 70 years old. Remember uh-huh. how I told you about yeah, that? Yes. So in China, a 67-year-old woman also gave birth. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Naturally. That womb will rip. <laughs> I, you know, I think, I don't know if it's inspirational or if it's a little crazy, but hey, there it's
2: you a go. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. Ugh.
0: Any thoughts on Beto O'Rourke dropping out?
2: I wish he dropped out a lot sooner. Um, I agree, and I read on that this morning. Mm -hmm. I agree with the people who say there are – I didn't know there was more than one woman running Mm -hmm. against – it's Cornyn, right?
0: Cornyn? Cornyn. Cornyn, yeah. Yeah, the senator? Yeah, the the senator. Yeah. Um,
2: That's the seat that's up. Mm -hmm. And um, Mm -hmm. so there's at least one Democrat, and one of them is uh, M.J. Hagar? Okay. Oh my gosh, uh, her last campaign, which is why she's running, because mm-hmm. her last campaign, she was fabulous. She was like a friggin' air force pilot. She's like a colonel or something in the air wow. force, or lieutenant colonel, I think mm-hmm. lieutenant colonel. Yeah. Um, she's a mom. She's just. Hard, and you look at her and you kind of go, and she's got this almost lesbian kind of look to her, but nope, you know, she's she's straight and she's everything good American values and. Mm-hmm. And he's wasting his time, and he's not getting anything done for us, and he's not taking care of you. <coughs> it's a brilliant message.
0: Yeah.
2: So I'm like, yay, her. But I got in trouble with – who's the other one? Susan Collins. Uh, oh, oh yeah. yeah. I got in trouble because the DNC has pushed forward their candidate. Mm-hmm. And so I started posting that, and this guy came back at me and was like, boom. You know what? We main, We Mainers know – <laughs> um, about Collins, we're going to get her out, and we have some options, thank you very much. Oh, and, I was like, and so I looked, mm-hmm. and there is a progressive mm-hmm. who, was I- who was in or was in the race, Yeah, who was coming up before the DNC decided, no, 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 not you. We're going to put this one up that we control. Uh-oh. And that's what this guy was responding to. So uh, now I'm going, wow, I was just kind of every time I saw Senator Cornyn's yeah. <clears throat> name, yeah. I was immediately saying, Yeah, there's MJ Hager, MJ yeah. Hager and now I'm I think there's a back off.
0: I think there's a backlash. That's how <clears throat> Debbie Wasserman Schultz got pushed out because there's a narrative that there's a group of people within the DNC that's pushing their own agenda and their right. own candidates on everyone yeah. instead of letting the people decide. Right. Oh well. exactly. Yeah.
2: So yeah, no I'm 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 happy that Beto stepped out. I think he's in a good position. I think if he were smart He would actually – and if other candidates were smart, they would keep him on the trail, Mm -hmm. keep him taking that – because there is that swath of – okay, let's say it. There's a young white male Mm -hmm. who needs to feel represented. Sure. And Beto hits – except for the guns, Beto hits a lot of their buttons. Yeah. So I'd say don't lose him, especially somebody like Kamala needs somebody like him.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, to get Texas blue. I mean, yeah. he's the one the closest. He's one who's right. gotten Texas as bluer as yeah. as many. No one else has done it be- as well as he has.
2: But I think if we don't cut the field down pretty soon, yeah, we're going to get into a lot of bashing. It's already happening. Uh, sure. sure, Tulsi, Tulsi, Tulsi Gabbard. Gabbard. Yeah, um, I'm not a fan at all. There's some things that she says that I don't have a problem with. Yeah. And kind of this, this I will still th- vote for her. Hillary, yeah. Well, the Hillary thing was just the latest. People keep saying she's this and she's that. And I'm like, well, whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought you said anybody but Trump. I thought you said blue no matter what. Right. Blue no matter what means I've got – you're <clears> asking <throat> me to uh, – believe me. I am so th- – when I was visiting my brother and his little nurse asked me if I was liberal, I'm like, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> liberal is way right of me. <laughs> I'm way out there. Mm-hmm. So – None of these candidates are my candidate. None of them. Not Mm -hmm. a single one. Bernie is a moderate as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) Okay. So please don't tell me. Mm -hmm. But I will vote for any of these mofos. I will. Do not keep going down the list, Mm -hmm. especially – and don't get into a conversation with me about it because that's the worst. Yeah. Oh, when Gavin was running last year and people were like, well, you know, Gavin – and actually when Kamala first announced, I was Mm -hmm. pissed because she announced so early. And I was like – Kamala's got issues. I was in San Francisco when Kamala was in San Francisco. I remember how much she's done and how much she hasn't done. And please don't call her a progressive. Please, She's only a progressive when you're from someplace else in America. Right. That's the only way she's a progressive. But I very quickly stopped having that conversation because people say, well, what do you mean? I'm like, well, let me go down the list. And I'm like, wait a minute, not go down the list. Because if we do that, everybody's got problems. Everybody's got an Achilles heel.
0: Yeah, you'll, you're you going to fall into a great big hole. And man. that's where yeah. we're at
2: now is they're yeah. going to start attacking. I do not want Biden. I don't want Biden, but I will vote for Biden. In a heartbeat, I will vote for Biden. Yeah. So please, let's not go. To, unless you're going <laughs> to stop all corruption in government, mm-hmm. then let's not talk about Biden's son because a bunch of y'all got skeletons in the closet. Let's yeah.
0: Just <laughs> to, to wrap it up. Um, I totally agree with what you're saying, and I think the field will be, you know, it's almost like grass, you know, like the grass will be chopped down a little bit, and Mm -hmm. then we'll get
2: one, and then um, there it is. I keep celebrating every time another one steps down.
0: So, one last bit before we get (laughs) into poor Lindsay. She's been just sitting here.
1: (laughs) No, this isn't. I'm like, I need to do more research.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um. So, I was watching uh, my Washington Nationals winning the World Series. Congratulations! I know, and I was like, okay, how many black folks were really watching, you know, the game or even got seats to the game because – Poor Wash. I mean, it's not the Chocolate City anymore. Right. And um,
2: wasn't there something in the news about about that about what this topic
0: about that topic? Uh, yeah, I um I hadn't really researched it, but yeah, but that's that's what's going on. But the funny thing, so Trump shows up at I think it's Game Ooh. Five.
1: I did now this I did.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, this has got to be the stupidest president. Why don't you wait until Game Six? Go to Texas. They're oh, playing right. Houston. Right. It's a red state, for God's sake. Right. And of course, he's so narcissistic. He's like, "Well, of course, people love me. Wait a minute, people are
2: booing me." But I've only seen a clip. Yeah, and then I saw somebody did just the <laughs> close up of him, and and I I've seen each once. I haven't commented on it, and I haven't reposted it because I I just I'm I'm embarrassed. I'm so embarrassed. Yeah. And I hate feeling badly for him. And I feel like he totally deserves it. But that was horrible
1: to have a whole stadium
2: of people.
0: Hey, he did it to himself.
1: That, that, that's where it's like, how can you not know yourself? Maybe as actors, right. we're like asked to know everything about ourselves. Sure, right. But how can you not know yourself so well? That, like, mm-hmm. you put yourself in that exactly. position.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh,
1: to just be ridiculed. Like, uh, and
0: hey. <laughs> it's funny. Someone was someone's mentioning Melania's face. You know, of course, Melania hasn't changed her expression. And I didn't look at
3: that. <laughs> but, <yeah. laughs>
0: it's 17 years. <laughs> someone literally put a picture of Melania throughout the years. Uh-huh. And literally her face. I mean, she just doesn't. I mean, when we see Mel- um, there was a clip. I think Ellen DeGeneres was walking with the former first lady, Michelle Obama, mm-hmm. in a grocery store. Right. Just having fun, you know, just enjoying themselves. So expression, it's so you know, just tactile in her feelings, you mm-hmm. know, like she, you really feel warm around her. Geez, Milani, I, d- I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if it's
1: like um, like the l- uh, the language barrier that yeah. you're having to like, mm-hmm. you know, translate things. And ha- but also, she just has like such a poker face. Like no matter she what's happening around well her, I think
2: that's how she got where she is. is she's probably yeah, brilliant at mm-hmm. avoiding. Problems. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: And I'm not – you know, I guess there are women who feel like, hey, the only way for me to really survive in, you know, whatever the environment is, is just to – if people just see me as a beautiful woman, that's right. fine. Right. Yeah. The yeah, proverbial mask.
2: So. No, she's she's brilliant. I have a friend who actually trumpets her constantly. Oh. Mm. He's, he's a little tongue-in-cheek, but partly he's just sort of pointing to that that – you yeah. know like I don't use the word stupid or dumb when I'm talking about Donald Trump. Yeah. Because I'm sorry, he did not get to where he is without some skills. And that's if you right. don't see that he actually has some skills mm-hmm. and they're amazing. He can turn on a dime like nobody. And that's where like in debates and stuff he mm-hmm. is brilliant. He will realize, "Ooh, here's my opening. Yeah. Mm. I can it's like the price is right. You just said 1500" <laughs> I'm going to say 1550. Yeah. I'm just going to go right above you or right below you. Sure, right. sure. And he's brilliant at that because now you've boxed in your opponent. They mm. can't go the other direction. Yeah. And you've just cut them off in this direction.
0: He's made politics into a game, and he's very <laughs> good at the game, which is unfortunate. Right. I mean, right. It's, and I think is she the expense is too, of, yeah,
2: it's she's not just some dumb, mm-hmm. you know, model. Yeah. She's a smart model. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's a scary animal.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, that's. I wonder about people in their relationships. You know, they talk about the relationships of uh what is it? Um of uh, transactional relationship, that's what right, they call it. Right, yeah. Well scary.
3: I
2: As want one.
0: <laughs> oh, don't say that. <laughs>
2: well uh, so transactional implies like um who are the ones, uh the the political um analyst, um Oh gosh, I can't even remember any of them. either. James, of them, right? I think yes, I heard some, uh, yes, he's,
0: one's bald. He yes. worked on the Clinton administration.
2: Um, or James Carvel, like,
0: Carvel, mm-hmm. and his wife, who's a Republican. Yes. yes, yes,
2: and you think, or or even under Trump's um, Kellyanne Conway. Yes, Kellyanne Conway and George. And, yes, because um, George, boy, I thought I was leftist. <laughs> <laughs> George just comes out bad. It's like, dude, you're the one where I'm your buddy, and when the bouncer comes over. I actually wait until the bouncer puts hands <laughs> on you before I go, "Well, wait a minute, he's my friend." I don't try to get in the way. I don't try to yeah. stop it.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: Lindsay, does your, is your do you and your husband talk politics at all?
1: Um we we do. Um not as much as we should. We we've been um I mean, Teddy, my husband is a mm-hmm. uh, very much into like the local local politics. Okay. Um so like in in Concord. So mm-hmm. if anything uh the election or the donald trump becoming president uh did make us like go into our own community and Mm -hmm. be like well that is that's that so what can we do here so even you talking about the gentrification (coughs) thing uh teddy and i've only been there maybe three four years but just seeing like the whole downtown become like a you know a bunch of more well known restaurants where, like, the mom and pop shops that we used to go to are, are gone now, yeah. and um, seeing them just get bought out by like bigger and bigger yeah, what companies, a shame. yeah. Um, because that was something I really liked about Concord mm-hmm. when when we got there was that there were so many different cultures, mm-hmm. and we all had this like downtown area where there we would they do um big like Thursday night markets and mm-hmm. um concerts and things like that, and it was just oh a way to meet so many different people, and a lot of the local politicians would be there, and you mm-hmm. could actually, like, talk to them, mm-hmm. and um, so, yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah. With that said, Lindsay Marie Schmelzer, let's get into an <laughs> origin story. Um, where are you born and raised?
1: I um, am born, I was born in Chico, California. Yay. Um, I lived in Wyoming for, uh, wow. yes. Cheney for country. Yes, Yeah. yes. Um, my dad is one of nine. Uh, nine siblings that wow. they all still most of them live in wyoming wow um mm-hmm. and uh, then my dad and mom came back to california and we lived in uh, orland which is right near chico mm-hmm. um, but it's a big ag community mm. um i grew up on an olive orchard Yay. that was like wow.
0: uh <laughs>
1: our backyard mm-hmm. okay
0: mm-hmm. siblings
1: Yes, three siblings, all younger: two brothers and one sister. Mm. So you're the oldest. oldest I of am. four? Mm. oldest of four.
0: Same, just like me. And I'm the oldest of four. Me,
2: well, <laughs> depending on which side I'm talking about, yeah. Me
0: yeah, same. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, being the oldest. I mean, how is it being the big sister? I mean, were you like the surrogate mother?
1: Um, I mean, my siblings are all pretty close in age to me, except for my youngest sister. Um, so like Ethan and Austin, my brothers, were both kind of like playmates. Like mm-hmm. it was that thing where you know, you can have friends over and whatever, but you have to let your brothers hang out with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, so I, I never really felt like a, a mom to th- to them, Not but I mean. like, uh, we do have very like sibling Relationship. Yeah.
0: In other words, you didn't have to say, "Hey, put that down," or you know. No, that's that.
1: just my bossy nature in <laughs> general.
0: <laughs> no, 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 no. I've never, I've never known you to be ever bossy, but you know, that's just sort of the you know. Usually, parents are like, "Okay, listen, I'm going to the store. Watch your, watch oh, your, watch totally. your." Yeah, um, totally.
1: I guess I also live next door. Like growing up next door to my grandparents, mm-hmm. and then across the orchard lived my aunt and. Uh, some of my cousins. Cool. So, yeah, we live all uh, very close to each other. Mm-hmm. So there were so many adults that mm-hmm. they, they don't. They oh, need okay. to oh, be. oh, there you go. Um, now, with my sister, we are 12 years apart. And so I feel like I have a much more, like, uh, motherly relationship yeah, with maternal. her. We're she'll, yeah, we're maternal. She'll yeah, where yeah, she'll come and... Hmm ask me questions and stuff i get to yeah. give advice yeah, that's cool. and yeah yeah
0: now were you involved in your y- in your younger years in theater or in music because i know you morphed as a music person
1: yeah um when i moved to back to california uh my grandma put me in piano lessons like right away mm-hmm. so, uh when i was seven mm-hmm. um so i did 12 years of classical piano wow um yeah my great grandpa was a uh Jazz musician, Ooh, and he, right? yeah, he traveled with uh, orchestras like up and down uh, California, and he yes. played piano. Mm-hmm.
0: So, so like big band period, yeah, okay, yeah, for swing, like big, big dances, yeah. Oh, cool.
1: Um, and so that was my grandma's dream was like someone will play the piano, and we'll, we'll be able to give this piano mm-hmm. to someone. Ah. And I ended up being the first grandchild and the one that does that. Yeah. Ah. Um, so I did choir and stuff. Um, I came from a very small uh, town. Our graduating class was like. 115, 130 mm-hmm. when okay. I graduated. Mm-hmm. Um, so our theater program was so small. Yeah. It was like 10 of us <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but none. But did you have the bug? Like did you have the theater bug? I did. Um, oh. I, I used to watch old musicals mm-hmm. uh, with my, my grandparents. Um, and I knew like I wanted to do something in music, um, but I also really liked theater. And then when I was applying for Chico State, there was a musical theater option. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that sounds great. I had mm-hmm. no idea what that would entail, mm-hmm. but that is what I did. Fant-
0: okay, so, and is that where you got your bachelor's? That is yes. Okay, I'm always interested in technique. Did they go into Stanislavski and and all of that sort yeah, of stuff?
1: Yeah, we did. Um, we did Stanislavski. I wish I would have been braver in college because I think there were more um, there were more options available to me, uh, like mask work and clowning and mm. and things like that. Mm-hmm. That if I had been I was, I've was. i always been, like, pretty shy and, um, and nervous <laughs> and anxious person. Um, but if I would have been braver, I would have done some more of those, like, physical mm-hmm. acting classes, um, gotten a little bit more technique. Especially being a musical theater major, they were kind of like, well, you don't have to do movement classes because you're going to do dance. Yeah. But dancing is not necessarily creating a physical character body. Yeah, so it,
0: it is interesting. I remember um, – in New York, uh, they you know there were all these uh, techniques, and one was the. Ex- there's a sound that's coming. I think I don't know. It's there's my neighbor. Music, yeah. <laughs> <Music>. <laughs> in any case, yeah, folks, don't be distracted. But we had there was the experimental theater wing, and you're absolutely oh, right. right. You yeah. know, there is like movement for like musicals, but then mm-hmm. there is sort of like, let's say, be an amoeba, or you know, mm-hmm. uh, be a uh, a dog, and then c- take that dog interpretation and put right. it into your character, right, yeah. right, to create things,
1: and mm-hmm. the, yeah, and those are things that. Even today, I'm like, that sounds terrifying. Mm-hmm. Ah. That probably means I should be trying to do yeah things
0: does like that. N- now, does that mean you wanted to get to more into like drama? Like a lot of people who think about musical theater, they're like, well, okay, this is theater, but then there are those who really want to get into drama. Right. Uh, what? Go ahead.
1: Um, I guess, like, I uh, in working in musical theater, um, in working, I, I worked at Dallas Theater Center a little bit. I taught there, um, their musical theater. Uh, program also at Milwaukee Rep. I got to sit in with the wow. l- when I was I was there for nine months um, as an intern, and I got to watch a lot of that process of them creating musicals. Mm-hmm. And I guess one of the you know prejudices about musicals is that it's not acting, mm-hmm. right? But as mm-hmm. we know, like you should be acting, right. like the song. You know, you should find mm-hmm. your objective in a song and mm-hmm. your and your beats and your you know, it could be. Just as moving as a dramatic monologue, <coughs> right? If mm-hmm. not more so, because you have this underscore to completely help you right. <laughs> with a lot exactly, of the exactly. emotional heavy lifting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So, so, I I I like doing I, I, a lot of uh, like Shakespeare or or period pieces is what I mostly get cast in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do miss that that musicals could be so uh, so emotionally moving. Yeah. If they are. Acted and not done for like fluff yeah. or or you know.
0: Yeah, I had Mariana Wolf, and it's a shame. I wish that you were with me, uh, Norman. Uh, mm-hmm. We talked about sort of the evolution of musical theater, mm-hmm. where in the uh, I guess post World War II or even right. earlier World War II, you had sort of uh, the well, there was Gilbert and Sullivan in right. the turn of the century, right. And then you had the sort of um, I don't know, pastiche or whatever, like Oklahoma and Annie Get Your Gun, mm-hmm. very very basic stuff, mm-hmm. all wonderful stuff. And then when you get into the post-war war, you get uh, Sondheim, who's injecting in, 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 interesting things mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. a well, West even Side Story. That you get yeah.
2: um, like Finian's Rainbow and these crazy musicals that are structurally in the tradition mm-hmm. of musicals, but they're dealing with social issues, and you're like. Okay, it's a little weird. Leprechauns and black people and white people getting along in the South. Huh? But <laughs> well,
0: sure, yeah. And even Andrew Lloyd Webber in the 70s. And well, yeah. we get into By the, the psychedelic the the you know, of, of, bam, of yeah. theater. Right, yeah. exactly. Like Jesus Jesus Christ Superstar yeah. mm-hmm. hair, and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Hair. So when you talk about musicals, well, people really don't act in musicals. I guess it depends on the type of musical you're in. Definitely. like Like Sondheim, Sweeney Todd.
1: You have to be acting. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's written... Uh, mm-hmm. He writes it so so well. Right. Yeah, yeah. He's pretty precise, yeah, yeah. You um, know, yeah, yeah. A lot of that recitative. That
0: yeah. So when you talk about musicals, what sort of musicals were you attracted to? The type, the style.
1: Um, well, I, I grew up uh, watching all like the Gene Kelly, mm-hmm. Frank Sinatra, yeah, like Lane, yes, yeah. like all of those, um, mm-hmm. and playing the piano like. That was, like, the big thing, is mm-hmm. getting to be able to play standards oh, that you can, nice. like, sing uh-huh. along with instead uh-huh. of the sure. classical stuff. Yeah. Um, so I do have, like, a soft spot for that. Like, as problematic as it is, Camelot is one of my favorite musicals. Great. and mm-hmm. I And mm-hmm. I love it. Um, but when I got into college, that's when I did learn more about, mm-hmm. like, the Sondheim and the Jason Robert Brown um, and, and those types of, like, the people that were kind of pushing for... For different types of musicals, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I guess it depends. I do. I do love that they're taking the old musicals and looking at them through mm-hmm. new lenses and right. fixing yeah. the, the like, things like that are like not like okay. Like Oklahoma,
0: like mm-hmm. isn't there? They're doing a different yeah. interpretation of Oklahoma. Really? Now. No, I hadn't heard. I guess they're like mixed multi- uh, multicultural casting. Yes. Well, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. I think they're they're Ado Annie. I'm forgetting her name now, um, but she. She's great. She was on Glee for a little bit. She's in, mm-hmm. a, in a wheelchair, so they really like wow. had uh, restructured it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so the band is more sitting around. It's much more of a mm-hmm. like a folksy type Good. of yeah sound yeah. that they're. Um,
2: what t- was your first show? I'm curious.
1: My first show I ever did. Yeah. I uh, in I in college I uh, I did Top Girls. That was my first.
2: So you didn't do a, a play until?
1: No, not wow. really. Yeah, wow. our our theater department and our drama department in high school was mm-hmm. kind of just like learning very basics, but I'm well, not yeah. even sure what, if those, those teachers were like English teachers that sure. had to teach drama and were like, Oh, oh okay. I see. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. so
2: you started with top girls. Wow. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In college I did only, like I was only cast in all girl place <laughs> like that I never acted with a male until I was outside of wow. <laughs> of college outside I know was, it was so strange
0: now did you also have training and because you know you're a musical director as well and you've li- and you've orchestra and you've worked with bands mm-hmm. did you have training with that as well or did you just do it
1: um in Dallas uh my husband was getting his master's at SMU so Southern I was in Methodist. yeah so yeah. I was uh, in Dallas I w- was doing a few shows around I was teaching at a um a preschool mm-hmm. that uh, was a performing arts preschool <laughs> so oh. i so i was spending wow. my days teaching two three four and five year olds how to play piano oh and wow. then they would do theater classes and they do ballet classes and that was like their day mm-hmm. um so it was pretty silly but in one of the shows i was doing um what was it called funny girl i was doing funny girl mm-hmm. and I was watching the woman musically direct it and I just asked the director, this is probably like the boldest thing I've ever done, like, how do you, mm. how do you become a music director? Because I think I can do it. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you can do the next one. And it was like, oh, wow, okay. Just threw you in. Yeah, so I did Man of La Mancha was the first wow. Show wow. <laughs> of all the ones to jump I into. Love that, I love that. <laughs> to well, dream there. the impossible dream. Yeah, yeah. so, um, it was under this director that was very big into like, you, you want to try it? Sure, let's try it. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, and lucky that uh, he was because I learned a lot from, I did probably three or four shows for him. Uh, and I learned that, you know, about getting the band and about what I needed from the band and about how to best communicate with the singers and the actors, Mm -hmm. what I needed from them to make it work. Um, I also learned very quickly that, you know, those 50 piece orchestras are not what you get (laughs) in a, community theater so oh, you know yeah things oh. things down what's <laughs> the most important right. part sure. of the right. music
0: yeah yeah something mariana wolf had talked about let's say you know getting you know you have to work with the talent that you have both mm-hmm. musically and also on stage um what is the difference between working with musicians and working with well you've never directed actors have you
1: uh, not in a, in like a straight play okay. in, environment, no.
0: But you have directed actors as far as musically, like you've... Yes. Y- yeah. I, is there a difference? I mean, how do you, is there a sort of, I guess, a language or do you have to sort of switch your brain well, one way or another?
1: Well, with the, um, I mean, there's so many people that can sing that don't read music, mm-hmm. right? So they're, they're listening to what I'm playing, they're...
0: Yeah. I Very think I qualify in that. I read slowly, but I really pick up by ear. Sure,
1: and you, and you pick mm. up quickly by ear. Yeah, so like, um, so it's like knowing how mm-hmm. I can talk to you sure. versus how I can talk to someone who has no idea what the music says at all. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even know like what black dot should I be looking at to know if it sure. goes up. You know, yeah. And then when you get a group of musicians together, mm-hmm. you already speak that common language, right? Right. So, so a lot of things can be. Shorthand or like left unsaid, mm-hmm. um, because you're going to follow what's what's written, mm-hmm. unless we have decided you know yeah. we're going to try something new.
0: But I'm sure you also work with musicians. I think we even saw it in when you directed um, when you musically directed Women on the Verge. Mm-hmm. You get different musicians who are used to learning a different way.
1: Oh, definitely. Um, oh, it, for Women on the Verge, um, Dup, the the drummer, Dup, had, Dup yeah. yeah, had never played a musical. And he was fantastic. He was fantastic. Yeah. He, he really, he 110% put himself into that play, Mm -hmm. um, buying new, like, strange percussion pieces to, like, play for certain songs. Yeah. Um, And so, for him, it was me trying to teach him, like, or not teach him, uh, show him, like, Where things, you know, where it wasn't as strict as playing with a band where you know, oh, for sure, the song goes like this, and it stops and starts. Like, I
0: think specifically with model behavior, that is such a, I mean, just time-wise, because the time signatures jump, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, and so, and it's also, like, I am the music director, so I should be in charge, but a song like that, my piano isn't going to, you know, override Dup's Mm-hmm. Drums. The yeah. drums are much more prominent in that piece. Yeah. So it's also like with the band, knowing who's leading when. Yeah. Um, and and knowing you know sometimes Caleb, the second pianist, mm-hmm. would take over because he's playing the melody. Yeah. You know, and so it's it's kind of that give and take of like
3: mm-hmm.
1: who and and knowing that like I don't always have to be in charge. Yeah. Like Dub should definitely be in charge of certain songs. Right. Mm. Exactly.
0: Just it sounds like you've traveled a lot. Like you've been to Minnesota. You've been to mm-hmm. Texas. I imagine, you know, maybe uh, did your husband bring you there?
1: Yes, um, for for uh, moving to Texas, it, he was getting his master's, so we were there for three years. Mm-hmm. Um, after he did that, uh, we both got internships at Milwaukee Rep,
3: nice. so we were
1: there for ah. nine months. Wow. Yeah, um, and that was awesome. Um, a, a just really great theater community. Mm-hmm. Um, I would never want to live there full time. Mm. It turns it's out. It's got to be cold. Yeah. I do snow very poorly, <laughs> oh. um, but I loved the uh, community there. Yeah. Um, and then Teddy is from Concord. Mm-hmm. So when it was like, where do we go next? Mm-hmm. He was like, I want to go back to the Bay Area. And it was like, all right, sweet.
0: And when And when was that?
1: That was maybe six years ago now. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Sweet. How is um, how is Bay Area life, and this is what I ask everybody: How is Bay Area theater treating you? Are you getting ev- what you want out of it?
1: I think so. This I- um, from Dallas and, and Milwaukee, the Bay Area is definitely more laid back. I mm-hmm. like that about the like audition process, and um, just you the mean the just the less pros- formal? Things? Yeah.
2: Can you can y- you contrast? Oh, them?
1: sure. Like, um, I mean, in, in Dallas, it was like expected that you wear like your best things oh. to. To do the, you know, if mm. is, and for some reason, I mean, Texas, they they do everything big, right? Um, in community theater, even more so. Mm. That you were like, they had like a, a like pretend a idea, idea of what an actor was. That you were so. Know. If it's you know.
2: Oklahoma, you come in yeah. your best cowboy. Yes. If it's Amadeus. You come in your best. <laughs> <laughs> best
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that you're v- just. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm. That like the look and the presentation mm-hmm. was very important. Mm. Um, where I feel like in in Bay Area, if you're bringing. Talent and the yeah. you know the mm-hmm. the work to it mm-hmm. that it's just much more of a. It sounds way like back. it's it's
0: less or it's more superficial in other areas where it's like you know if I if you look the part who who cares what's inside mm-hmm. totally that works it,
1: yes and I think I mean the Bay Area is just more diverse overall so mm-hmm, you get yeah. to see a lot um a, a much wider range of theater and of musicals oh, cool. than you would in the other places that I was
2: yeah yeah um. Phil Wong, who's a local mm-hmm. actor, musician, um, is going to be doing, uh, he's going to play um, Seymour in Little Shop out in oh out nice. out of, uh, Contra Costa.
3: Oh, that's awesome.
2: I was like, and he was so excited because for the first time in the country, and it was just done down in the West Coast, yeah. um, an Asian mm-hmm. American played that yeah, role. Yeah. And he was so excited. He actually went down there to see the show. And, you know, and then came back, and I don't know if he'd already known he was cast, or but then he announced on Facebook that he's, oh, I'm going to be doing it in February. It's going to be so exciting. And mm-hmm. and wow. It, yeah.
0: And, it's, and, and it's that Seymour, is very I mean, Bay Area. And yes. it, that's an outrageous character. I mean, you know, there's just so much to Seymour. There's so, good so much.
2: Wrong. Yeah. It's, you know, it's a very complex character, but not – it's not rigid in terms of casting there's, right. there's a lot Anyone of latitude. It. In fact, the fact that he's I think he's adopted or something like that
3: mm-hmm. yeah,
1: I'm trying to remember yeah
2: yeah I mean uh, they say it in the song you know but um, that there's just a sense that he came out of nowhere and mm-hmm. he's grateful for every scrap that he's getting yeah. and yeah who couldn't that be in America?
0: Yeah, True. well, Seymour's the plant, right? Isn't no, no, no. no. Uh, Audrey get get is the plant. Audrey, Audrey. I'm sorry, I'm getting too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, it's definitely. So whenever I go out to, oh, Seymour's to
0: be spectacle, to be the to be yes, um, so protagonist. protagonist? Rick the Marik Moranis yes, guy. Okay. I,
2: I do that duet constantly, and it's so funny because I'll go someplace and some woman wants to do it, and she's forcing some poor guy who doesn't know the song, or barely knows the song. I not only know the song, I know the harmonies into the Feel end like of I the got song. <laughs> and I'll, and I'll, 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 I've gone after more than one person. Uh, you know, I'll do this sometime. I'll give up my song choice next time so we can do it next time. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to do it again tonight. Obviously. Do you ever go to the alley, Lindsay? No.
1: It's
2: the
0: alley is a, uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a piano bar yes. and we'll just have a lot of fun.
2: It's uh, on grand. Yeah there, there, yeah, there you go. Yeah, so I've done it there a couple of times. And the last one is this woman who's been doing it there, making the pianist do it. And he doesn't really know it. And you can see he doesn't really care. So I've done it with her a couple of times. And when we get to the end and I want to hit that harmony, and she, her eyes get wide and she goes, she comes over and apologizes. I don't really know the harmony. Like, you know, we could practice it. I mean, it's <laughs> <Yeah>. not <laughs> that hard. It really isn't. I had a question for
0: you, Lindsay. Um, <clears throat> have you – both as a musical director and as an actor, we haven't even talked about you know how many times you've been on. How many times have you been on stage?
1: Oh goodness! Yeah. <laughs> uh, <Who keeps laughs> I mean, yeah. But
0: mm-hmm. I, uh, yeah, I, I guess you have been a lot. I mean, you've spent yeah. Because have you spent more time as a musical director or more as an actor?
1: As an yeah. actor, okay. especially in the in the Bay Area, um, "Women on the Verge" was the first time that I was the musical director. Oh. I do a lot of things uh-huh. where, especially with Shakespeare shows, which I do quite a few of, where they know I play a lot of instruments. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They know I can get other people to sing harmonies and stuff, yeah. and so I get put in charge of the music. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I well, what else do you play? I, I do piano, um, guitar. I do guitar. Yeah, we play um, guitar together. Yes. Oh, ah. uh, 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 Civil War Christmas. Yeah, Civil War mm-hmm. Christmas. Um, I d- tried to play the banjo. I've done that. A f- That's few right. Times. Yeah. I, I sometimes succeed, I don't remember sometimes
3: not. That oh well. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so those are those are like my main ones, yeah, and um, then I'll kind of learn an instrument here or there, like yeah. a song or something.
0: Have you ever had to deal with sexual harassment or sexual uh, discrimination, um, mm-hmm. just as as either a musical director or as an actress?
1: Um, that's a good question. I I mean, as a as a musical director, I think I get a little bit more of like that I am in charge, so like mm-hmm. people don't want to mm-hmm. ruffle feathers of people that are in, in, sure, in sure, positions sure. of power. Yeah. Um, but um, actually this, this summer I had, I was dealing, I um, was doing some shows and I, it, it was a, it was Pericles, which oh, uh, there's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so the daughter gets like sold to a brothel and all right. this. And it was just the way that some of the people talked about, her like the character, right. not mm-hmm. necessarily even right. me, sure. But using words that I wouldn't yeah. use and referring to to me as the character right. as those words, and it it was just such a strange. Hmm. Uh, in, in, so it wasn't I guess it wasn't necessarily and, like and no one, sexism, but
0: but no one checked in with you to see is, well, your reaction to see are you okay? Not or, yeah.
1: not right away. And uh. and so, and I went to one of my friends that was in the show with me, and I was like, this is weird. Mm-hmm. wasn't it? Because there was a lot of even... Um,
2: People felt s- free to, yeah, to talk like and
1: that. Yeah, because of how the character yeah. was dressed and how right. the... But it was like, but that's not... I didn't choose to dress like this. Sure. Right. Like, <laughs> right. They gave me this costume. It's like
0: you're, if your character was playing a prostitute And people start treating you as a prostitute. That's exactly what it was like. Merging your character to you.
1: Right. And and unfortunately with Shakespeare, there's just a lot of times the women characters are those type of characters. Well, or
2: all the stuff that we deal with about virtue and, you know, and and it's always a black and white sort of description. You are either virtuous or you are a whore. Exactly. Right. Mm, Yeah.
1: And um, so that, like, and I, I had taken a big break from acting. Yeah. Uh, so this summer was the first time in two years that I had. Mm-hmm. It was um, re- almost right after Civil War Christmas that okay. I was like, "Sure, I, I'm burnt out. I need a break. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to choose things that will like be fulfilling instead of just choosing everything that comes yeah. my way. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had, like chosen this, and I was like, "Why did I do this to myself? Like, mm-hmm. this is.
0: Did you ever talk to the director or the stage manager to check in? I mean, or oh, was it a big deal? I mean, did you just sort of just say, "Okay, this I just got to roll with it?".
1: I mean, I think it. It was a big deal. A lot of the actors uh, would come and check in with me to be like, Mm -hmm. is this? And then by the time it was, you know, we were like in tech and it was over. Hmm. And so, and I had talked to uh, my husband about it. And he was like, why didn't you stand up for yourself? I was like, I don't know. Mm. Like, he was like, in any other situation, besides when you're an actor, you would have been like, hey, don't right. don't talk t- to me or about her right. like that.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and
1: instead it was like because mm. you feel like you know you're trying to make the directors happy and you're trying right. to like
0: sure 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 they the show must go on
1: yeah that um and it wasn't just me it was some of the other actors too that like putting yourselves <clears> in not dangerous situations yeah. but but emotionally you know, yeah. vulnerable situations that sure. it's like oh this isn't fun anymore.
0: Here's a question for you, Norman. because we sort of, I mean, I've worked with you when we did Foreman in Paris, mm-hmm. where not, you you had a role as a director, but you also sort of checked in, like, you know, we, you and I both checked in well, when actors were not getting along. It's a burgeoning
2: along. sort of awareness, and it's so funny, I just talked to somebody yesterday about SF Shakes, and they were saying, organizationally, how are they? And I'm like, dude, we did an HR day, like, we did a whole day that was just about... Creating an environment that's appropriate, them saying what they you know what their standards were, mm-hmm. um, and really laying that out and making it they just couldn't say it enough. They said it so many times that if you had any questions or if you had any feelings that you were uncomfortable, um, and they actually designated a um, ombuds person, mm-hmm. um, Buddy. They decided to call him. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And we had two. We had a male and a female. Mm -hmm. um, So that you always were invited to say, if anything feels weird or anything you're not sure about or you have concerns, please express them. We want to know about them. I think it's a relatively new thing. And the smaller the organization, unless the person at the top has a huge awareness or the director coming in, somebody Mm -hmm. like that has a huge awareness around this, I think (coughs) it's maybe a while before we see it across the map, but it's it's happening, and it's it's nice to see. Yeah, and I
0: think, unfortunately, those things will have to happen when something happens. Right. And that's unfortunate.
2: Well, I think two things. One yeah. is that's one, and then I think the other one is the more, like if you said about being musical director, well, musical directors get pushback, but you're right. You're given a position of authority, and if you felt like somebody wasn't hearing you and that this might be part of what the issue is, you could therefore address it. As we become more aware of this, you can go – Hey, this isn't just me being a <laughs> complaining woman. This is me being an artist saying somebody is treating me <clears> like right. I'm somehow not valid because I'm a woman, or I think there is, and I'm curious. You know, to have this dialogue, right. more and more places are being open to that, but I, I think it's just beginning.
1: Yeah, and I'm it s- is hard to like as as an actor that you you know you want to get work, right. so a lot so you're like trying not to rock the boat, right? But then. If no one ever rocks the boat, then how right. are
0: things going to get done? And also, I mean, community theater. I mean, I hate to say it like community theater because I treat what I do as professional. And yes. And, you know, we all try to be as professional as possible. Right. Mm-hmm. Regardless of what we get paid. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have a day job. I didn't even ask what your day job is.
1: It's teaching theater. <laughs> to teaching theater. To children. Theater <laughs> to <Yeah>. children.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you, well, you have your day job, and then you do the theater thing in the in the evening, and you're taking away time from, let's say, your family and all that right. stuff. To deal with all that, I mean, why right. am I wasting my time right. in an environment where I want to feel fun and I want to, you know, enjoy mm-hmm. myself doing this thing mm-hmm. if I'm going to be, f- um, you know, because someone looks at me as the character. Right.
1: Right. Uh, and, and that's yeah. not to say that I don't want to do do stories that, <coughs> that you know, right. talk yeah. about gender and race and, and those, like, hard issues. I yeah. do want to do that. Um, but, yeah, I don't. I don't want to be considered a right. prostitute right. when I'm just pretending. Like, uh, you know,
0: I did Grey Gardens at the uh, the Town Hall Theater. That was really, my, I am mean, not right. Town Hall Theater, uh, D- the DMT with right. the Douglas Morrison, and it was my first time getting into musical theater in a very long time. And I had to play a butler, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Hey, listen, okay, I am playing." I didn't even have to say it. I mean, I was treated with respect. I mean, it wasn't like, "Oh, there's the butler," you know. Get right. me, hey, Re- you know, Reg, come here, butler. Reg, you can know, get hey. that chair. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. So. I feel good about that, but but I can understand that if I had to let's say play a butler or let's say play a slave mm-hmm. let's Civil War Christmas, you know we went through that where Eric. we had characters who you know both played slaves or played you know characters that we are you know that right. we are not, and of course we don't want to be treated that way. Right. so I think your point is absolutely valid. And it's just a shame that the director didn't just look in. That's mm-hmm. why I was asking you, Norman, right. if you have a job. Because a lot of times as a director, you may be distracted. You are trying to get blocking in.
3: Totally. Well,
2: there's the creative side, but then there's <coughs> the institutional side. And you do have that responsibility as well. You yeah. just do. Yeah. So, yeah, with our rehearsals, I... I, you know, I was very, in fact, I talked to you about it immediately. I was like, okay, we're going to have a rehearsal where there's going to be one woman in the room, and we're doing, like, a bedroom scene. That's right. Can we make sure that our female producer is mm-hmm. here for that rehearsal? She doesn't need to be here all the time, but she needs to be here that night. That yeah. Please. yeah.
0: And we checked in with with Priya, and yeah. also we had a bedroom scene with two men. Right, Yeah. And we made sure that you know they felt good and uh, that we were trying to make them with sure yeah,
2: nobody else called. We're gonna, you know, right. let's get relaxed, let's get comfortable. If you want to try it with your pants off tonight, go for it. Know that in performance, that's what we're aiming for. Right. But not, you know, I don't, I don't need you to strip down, honestly. Right. <laughs> we can all keep our clothes on today, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. Just know, as an actor, you need to figure out what you're going to do as we get towards mm-hmm. performance.
1: Well, and maybe that also comes, Norman, from from you being on stage a lot as well. Yeah. So you like can empathize with like what that would be like, yeah. as if we're some of like the directors and stuff that that's all they do. I think sometimes they forget like mm-hmm. what they're asking. Yeah. like we're not like a puppet. Like well you know, I think they
2: organizationally it's yeah. it's really where I got that because mm. as an actor, I do what you were saying. Oh, I have to take off my pants tonight. Okay, I might feel really weird and uncomfortable. I'm not going to say anything. Right, I but I'm to rock the, the do boat. Exactly. But I've been in enough organizations where they were like, so we need to, like, you guys aren't called tonight because we're going to do this moment in the scene, that, and we're going to spend some time in that. So you guys come an hour, hour and a half right. later mm-hmm. so we can give these people some time. And then you come in, and everybody's comfortable and happy, and you're like, oh, okay, cool. No tension, no weirdness. Like oh that was a smart thing I thought right. you know that's our scene why am I not here oh because I'm not in that moment that is not my right moment. I don't I don't need to
1: be that. but yeah. it sounds
0: like that was an isolated incident it sounds like that was a aberration which you had to go through yes
1: yeah and it, because the people that I worked with down there they worked there all the time mm-hmm. and they're like yeah that was that was really weird yeah I was like okay <laughs> you've done good. a lot
0: of work this is the last thing before because we're running past the hour mark because uh-huh. we're having so much fun
1: uh-huh. um. <laughs>
0: You've worked a lot at the Town Hall Theater. Uh, is there something special about the Town Hall that you enjoy?
1: Um, I mean, I love uh, the administration there. Um, I love uh, Susan, the Susan, Susan Evans, Evans, the uh-huh, yeah. the yeah. Um, artistic director. Uh, what they what they bring to the table mm-hmm. that they're always. Susan loves like old theater. Mm-hmm. She right. loves like Chekhov yeah. and stuff like that, yep. um, but then she's always looking for like the most modern. You mm-hmm. know and uh, I, and i I appreciate that about her that she's not trying to like just make nice fluff pieces mm-hmm. for her audience like right. she yeah she kind of wants to she does want to ruffle feathers and mm-hmm. she do, you know like mm-hmm. she, that's what she likes about theater that it can make you um, think and you know make you emotional mm-hmm. um, so I like that I teach for them a lot oh, mm-hmm. um, yeah I teach uh, their preschool through first grade and I teach their fourth and fifth grade mm-hmm. musicals mm-hmm. Um and I just, I love, I love the environment. I love the, the community that those kids that I teach mm-hmm. will come see Civil yeah. War Christmas. And then they want to talk about, you know, what were the themes of that and like, and what happened, you know. Yeah, uh, a- absolutely. So it's, um, I feel like they, they have a nice circular, mm-hmm. you know.
0: Yeah, they have a nice program. And mm-hmm. uh, I've, I've heard folks, I think Morgan Paby was part of that town hall yeah. as a child. And now she's an actress, mm-hmm. you know, also working with them. How is it wor- how is working with kids?
1: I I I love it. Um, I think that theater teaches a lot of just life skills, yeah. about mm-hmm. you know, teamwork and working with people that have different views than you. Yeah. Empathy. D- and um, diversity. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and so I, I think it's so important. And I, I really do. Like, if, as a uh, side job or, like, you know, the job that makes money, like, mm-hmm. I couldn't be happier.
0: <laughs> no, that's
2: fantastic.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. Shout outs. Birthdays.
2: Uh-huh, birthdays. So, last time we did this, I felt like nine months prior seemed to be a very busy time for parents because mm-hmm. we had so many people. Nine months from now, uh, nine months before now, must have been quiet. I got <laughs> like three names. That's all I got. <laughs> oh, wow. Richard Harder, who I'm sure you will chime yes, in that's on right. as well. Yeah. Um, you can give his CV more than I can. hmm you know, all the things that he's done. Oh, sure. Uh, Shalandra Ingram is a young producer. And to be a – and and I love the idea of a working class, somebody who is making their living in the art but not at a level that anybody is aware of. And this woman was bi-coastal, is, as far as I know still, bi-coastal, mm-hmm. doing all kinds of different production. And so she actually worked with us on Foreman in Paris.
0: Oh, who's
2: this again? Um, Shalanda. Well, actually, not Foreman in Paris. The next show right after that that I did with Tandiwe. Um okay. She was a co-producer on, and mm-hmm. she's fantastic. So um, Shalandra Ingram is her name. Okay. And Andre Andre is an African-American actor, older actor, who is in the standardized patient program that I'm doing now. Okay. So I look forward to, oh, actually, I'm not going to, I don't know when I'm going to see him next. Mm-hmm. He's not in the round that I'm doing now. I've got two more weeks, mm-hmm. and- so there's a group of us, some of them I've trained with and a bunch of other actors I know from the Bay Area, which is
0: mm-hmm. very
2: heartening. Yeah. <laughs> um but anyway, Andre Andre is somebody I've known for a long time and mm-hmm. he's part of that as well. So cool. Those are my birthdays.
0: Oh, that's it.
2: I know, no. Somehow I guess yeah. by February, March folks have stopped doing anything besides just trying to stay warm. <laughs> uh
0: yeah, Richard Harder, he was the uh former um they he and her and his wife barbara ran off broadway west which ran out of the phoenix theater and because of gentrification you know they have moved on they right. i think they're in oregon right and i have no idea what's going on with off broadway west I have to touch base yeah, with a please. Of folks. I would love to know yeah along so richard his birthday uh was november the 2nd is today today yeah. also today bruce kaplan that is a uh, an older actor he's a um uh he's an actor and i've worked with him at the um The Douglas Morrison Theater. I believe we did 110 in the shade. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's around in his 70s, I think. Mm -hmm. No, no, I'm sorry. He'll be 68 years old
1: um, Uh, today. Yeah, (laughs) I (laughs) know.
0: On Monday, a very good friend of mine, he is an actor. We shared the stage. We did um, Christopher Durang's The Marriage of Benton Boo. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's a fantastic classical guitarist. Mm -hmm. Just amazing. I mean, he Mm -hmm. is. I, I. you know, he, he's just astounding, and uh, he and I have sort of gigged together as well.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: His birthday is on Monday, and uh, a person we both know, Mallory Samara. Does that name ring a bell to you? How did I miss her? Uh- <laughs> She's a wonderful Philippine actress, mm-hmm. uh, along with her mother. Her mother's an yeah, actress as well. Then. And uh, I did a reading with her for Buffalo. We were developing Gina right. Brago's play. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Mallory's birthday is Monday. Yeah,
2: her birthday gift to me this year was mm-hmm. um, a night at um, what is it called the Calif- um Academy of Art? The art yeah. and, or not Academy of Science? Oh, yeah. in Golden Gate Park. Uh-huh. They do a night thing called Nightlife.
0: Life. Uh-huh.
2: Oh man, it was so cool. Wow. Yeah. She got us tickets for that. Also that
0: Tuesday, another friend of ours, Terry Sullivan. You know who mm. Terry Sullivan is? He is the, mm, um, mm-hmm. one of the uh, administrators at the Douglas Morrison right, Theater. yeah. Was a big help when we did Foreman mm-hmm. in Paris, and uh, he's he's been a mainstay at the Douglas Morrison Theater for many, many years. Mm-hmm. Uh, also has a very hot daughter, but I didn't say that.
3: Oh, uh, <laughs> no!
0: <laughs> Way too young for me. Uh, I'm trying to find – oh, also on Friday, a director that I worked with, uh, her name is Rachel Pops – Popsi. Popsi. PC Pop. Pos Pospisil. Rachel Pospisil. In any case, she mm-hmm. directed um, – she was a director actually from Chicago who came to the Bay Area to direct Heathers. Mm-hmm. And I worked with her this summer. Mm-hmm. Very, very cutting edge, and uh, mm-hmm. she's really on top of it, and I think she's working now in New York. But I wanted to give a shout-out to her. Yeah. And, I th- yeah, that is it. Uh, events, um, shows, shows.
2: Um, uh,
0: of course, we have Midsummer.
2: Midsummer coming up next yeah. weekend mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at the Royce Gallery in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. It's um, done by the Arabian Shakespeare Festival, and so that's the um, the um, website. Mm-hmm. It's also on Facebook, which is nice. Yep. Um, just six of us.
1: Holy Just cow. six of us doing the whole midsummer. Yep. So wow. Yeah. Six? Yeah.
2: Wow. No
0: one of you guys everyone's doing multiple roles.
1: Everyone. Oh yeah, everybody
2: wow. is. Yeah. Nobody nobody gets to sit this one out. Nope. Um, so
0: when is when does it open? When does it close?
2: We have preview on Thursday.
1: Mm-hmm. November
2: second. And um then we are are we Thursdays? Mm-hmm. All Thursdays? So they talked about having Thursdays. Um I don't know where that stands, but we're definitely Friday through Sunday. Friday and Saturday at eight, Sundays okay. at two, mm-hmm. for the next three weeks, starting yes. next weekend. So it closes so all the way up till uh, Thanksgiving, yeah, right the week right before, before Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Okay, got
0: it. Very cool. Anything else?
2: Anton's well has extended "A Particle of Dread," the Sam Shepard their Sam Shepard West Coast premiere. Okay. Um, and uh, it is I can't even tell you where it is, but. Uh, I love as well, and I love their work, and they're yeah. always trying to bring these shows to the Bay Area that haven't been seen here, yeah. and with Sam Shepard, who, you know, the Bay Area just claims, mm-hmm. may <laughs> as well...
0: Yeah, I uh, just spoke with Crystal Brown. Remember Crystal Brown? Yeah! She, uh, she was on Black in the Bay, and oh we nice. did another podcast that I have yeah. talking about black issues, and she popped in, and we had a wonderful conversation, and she's doing fantastic stuff, just she's just all over the place so mm-hmm. yeah she
2: worked with him, yeah. on. yeah um i was going to say um long days journey but i think they closed finally they had extended uh, mm-hmm. with ubuntu yeah but i was trying to look it up and i don't, I don't think see the i extension. think you're
1: right i think they did close
2: yeah yeah
0: so I want to thank um, the Brooklyn Preserve for uh, doing the stage reading Yay. of uh, my play. I did, a, uh, I did a series of eight one-acts sort mm-hmm. of dealing very Twilight Zone issues, and one was Don't Open the Red Book. Right. It deals with um, Irish Chang's book, uh, The Rape of Nanking, mm-hmm. and I got a very good reception. Not a lot of folks, but it was still very good.
2: Did and you c- invite folks? Because I told you you better invite some Yeah, actors.
0: I invited one person. I should have invited a bunch of others, but it's it's uh, Okay. Right. <laughs>
2: So when you do it next time, I will. I promise. The Brooklyn <laughs> Preserve is a wonderful opportunity for playwrights, local playwrights, to get their stuff, mm-hmm. to hear their stuff. Yeah, um, they provide you the space. That's that's, and they'll make copies for you. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's you know, there's yeah. light refreshments. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of they're trying to develop an, an audience to come for this, and they want their audience to participate, mm-hmm. which. Unfortunately for a playwright means you got to depend on whoever happens to be in the room to read your yeah. play. And so uh, I really encourage playwrights to make sure you invite some people exactly, who you think you b- might b- want to hear. Yeah,
0: <laughs> there's nothing worse than giving a script to someone. You really want to hear the nuance of it, and you're giving it to someone who doesn't know how to do that. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, bring your actors. B-Y-O-A. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh,
2: absolutely. But, yeah, no, it's a wonderful experience. Yeah,
0: um, okay, so along with a Midsummer Night's Dream and a Particle of Dread, Dance Nation, we've talked about that. Oh, our shoot. good friend Crystal piamonti john is yeah. uh, in that, and I think it closes November the ninth. So uh, be sure to so check quick. that. Yeah. yeah. Also, Plethos, our good friends, right. the Richies, they are. Their play, Next to Normal, uh, right. it's a musical, yeah. and uh, that it deals with, I guess, uh, a woman who's going through psychological issues, mm-hmm. and it deals with uh, just psychiatry and. Um, anxiety that sort right. of stuff it's it's exciting interesting and Michael Dorado our good friend is going to be in it Yay. it opens November the 8th and it closes November the 24th
2: Ooh, also right before <laughs> yeah.
1: oh.
0: right exactly that is it, Lindsay. Did you have a good time?
1: I did. Thank you so much for any having shout me. This fun. I I've been. Out, I mean, I haven't been in the Bay Area yeah. for a well, while. Husband, your so. husband's on the show, isn't he? Uh, he's going to start Christmas Carol at Center Rep. Okay. Nice. Uh, he's coming up, I think next week he starts that. Oh jeez. So. Yeah.
2: Wow.
0: Right on.
1: Yeah.
0: <clears throat> Alrighty. So okay, let me uh, close everything out. This is my blurb. You can find the yay on the Apple Podcast app, on any I, on any iPhone iphone or ipad really any app that you listen to your podcast you can listen to it you're already listening Jeez. to it now but you know tell your friends uh also on spotify uh if you're an old stogie like me and you uh you know, millennials don't even use their laptops or desktops anymore but you can find us on itunes just use the search engine and you can search for the a you'll find us for android users you can use the soundcloud app or just go on soundcloud.com and you can find us the yay was created by theater people for theater people if you have a show you want to advertise or if you just want to advertise yourself, let us know. Hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram. I'm at Red Space Clay. And I'm at Who's Your Hoosier. Lindsay, do you have uh, any um, website, yeah. Facebook?
1: Uh, I have my Instagram at L. Schmelzer. Yes. <laughs> so L. Schmelzer. Got <laughs> yeah. it.
0: Is there a space behind it? No. Okay. That's S-C-H-M-E-L-T-Z-E-R. That's it. There you go, folks. So if you're looking for... A, uh, a musician, a musical director, yes. uh, actress, you, the writer, and the singer, singer. Right, that's right. You're a singer as well. Uh, hit up Lindsay Schmelzer. If you can't go wrong. <laughs>
3: yeah. And
0: we, we gotta, gotta find a, find a better, better, better sign off. And. We